Welcome into another edition of The Session with London David. My name's David Austin, and sitting across from me, as always, my beautiful blushing bride, Londa Joanne Sherwood Austin. And this is the Labor Day edition of The Session with London David, brought to you by Sherwood Austin Solutions. With over 40 years of combined sales success, Sherwood Austin Solutions can help diagnose and prescribe solutions for any problems in your business. A lot of business consultants only focus on the bottom line, but not Sherwood Austin Solutions. Sherwood Austin Solutions takes a holistic approach to make sure all of your goals are being met. Call Londa today at 509-491-2663. That's 509-491-2663. So she can sit down with the people who care most about your company and brainstorm ways to make it even more efficient, more financially successful, and an overall better place to work. Again, that number, 509-491-2663 for Sherwood Austin Solutions. It's a great time to be in business. Why not be in business with us? Hello. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. I'm super excited about this Labor Day edition. And You're he- always super excited. Here's why. Labor Day, you may or may not know, is always the first Monday in September. Yep. And it's the only holiday we have that's only goal is to say thanks and honor the hard work of American laborers. Sounds like a scam. There's no other holiday like it. Why does it sound like a scam? I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like a scam to me. Before we got on the air, Londa was like, what is this hooey? Is this about labor unions? What's the deal? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I get it. It's an annual celebration of workers and their achievements mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and all that. So I don't know when it first started, though. I don't know that I, either. I don't know. I did, if, is there a way we could look that up on the old interwebs? Probably. Yeah, I don't really think it's it matters. I don't think no, it matters. No, Mm-mm. nope. Mm-hmm. We could look at the congressional record maybe and see Boring. when Congress voted it in. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. So, how was your weekend, Londa? Big Busy. weekend, big big weekend. Tell me all about Labor it. Labor Day weekend, you know, the unofficial end of summer, mm-hmm. and everybody's trying to pack everything in and get everything. You know, that last bit, of, last hoorah. I saw a ton of pictures of people by the pool. Mm-hmm. I saw a ton of people at the beach. Yep. Lots of people out and about on the water. All the national news media talked about how it was more expensive to travel, yet the price of gasoline continues to drop dramatically mm-hmm. under $4 for the national average now. And it hasn't been that low since, I don't know, six months ago, maybe? I don't know. I mean, if you got to go somewhere, you put gas in the tank, right? That's and if exactly it's expensive, right. you make adjustments elsewhere in your budget, so that you can still go places. That's right. You've been the most pragmatic and practical person (laughs) in the world when it comes to this inflation problem. And I say it all the time. Inflation is the tax that everybody pays. Right. And hopefully your income keeps up with inflation and surpasses it. Often that's not the case. Well, listen, I am very practical. So... Mm I saw the increase of inflation coming a mile away, Mm -hmm. and I started, you know, 
prioritizing and and redistributing in my own personal budget. Sure. Uh, the first thing I did, this was, gosh, I started um, about a year ago and really aggressively about six months ago. Okay. Just, um, you know, cutting out unnecessary things. The first thing I did was go into my subscriptions and mm-hmm. like get rid of a bunch of subscriptions I didn't need on my, you know, my Apple subscriptions and sure. stuff like that. And, um, a great way to do that. If somebody's thinking, gosh, I don't even know where to start. You just go through your, um, your bank statement. Yes. You know, they used to come in the mail on a piece of paper. Now I just go into my app and I, you know, review That's right. and, uh, look at the charges that are coming out. And I found several that I thought, Oh, I, I forgot I was even still paying for that. I got you. Um, and I got my, my budget cut way, way back. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay. So I think, you know, focusing on a growth mindset, you know, believing there's always enough business for me. Right. And there's always enough business for you, whoever's right. listening, you know, and if you just don't buy into the hype that everything's drying up and, you know, and start freaking out, then you're in a much better place. There's sure. always going to be people who want to do business with me. And there's always going to be people that want to do business with you. And there's plenty to go around and, you know, be really smart about your own um, spending habits. And, you know, it's pretty, pretty easy to me. Sure. But I don't think it's easy to a lot a lot of people. Well, and I think that's right. And, you know, a lot of people have no concept of how to sit down and put together a roadmap for their money. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't know anything about the basics of budgeting. Right. They know how much they get paid and they know how much they get paid after tax. And that's pretty much what most people know. Right. And I don't know where you go to get practical skills in how to budget and how to map out like your money. Like what to do with your yeah. money. Yeah. Well, I think, well, first of all, someone like me, mm-hmm. text me, we'll arrange some time to do that and, mm-hmm. and you will definitely get your money's worth by doing that. But um, there are a lot of resources available. I think a lot of people, you know, if they're in a financial crunch, they go and start listening to someone like Dave Ramsey right. or, or somebody, which that that his time has come and gone. If you're still following Dave Ramsey, it's time to move on. Yes. Uh, Tori Dunlap is someone that I would recommend following. Okay. Tori Dunlap. Um, and on social media, her social media is her first 100K. Okay. Um, she's written a brilliant book. She's, uh, she's actually, um, uh, outpacing Dave Ramsey on book sales and podcast downloads, which I think is awesome. I wonder how many times she's filed successfully for bankruptcy. None. Okay. There you go. Yeah. She's, uh, he has a lot. I think she's, uh, I may be wrong about this. She's, I think she's 27 years old or okay. maybe 30 and, um, a millionaire and, um, teaches other people, how to do that right. and and really her passion is helping women right. to um be more financially uh intelligent and stable and and all of that kind of thing her podcast is called um the financial feminist okay but she's just brilliant tori dunlap just a brilliant brilliant individual and um yeah can help you if you're looking for someone really specifically to do that now if you need somebody to help you just like figure out how to 
cut things out and save money and reallocate what you already have and you're not looking you know to make investments and that kind of thing then sure. I'm really good at that but but Tori Dunlap is making you know turning people into millionaires sure we work in, a, in our in our consulting firm we work with a lot of entrepreneurs a lot of self-employed people and one yeah. of the biggest complaints I hear is they don't necessarily know how to budget for their lives. You know, right. a lot of realtors who are new to the business know <laughs> how much money they made, but have no concept of what they need to be setting aside for taxes. Right. You know, cause yeah, it's a really common mistake. If you've been an employee your whole life and now you've got to run the show. Right. There's nowhere to go learn that. Yeah, and I think, you know, a little of that I feel like falls on the brokerages. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like they should be a little bit more um, involved in, in helping new realtors or, or independent contractors, you know, wh sure. whoever you're working with. You need somebody to help you learn that because, you know, I know just in real estate, a lot of realtors get to the end of their first year and they start freaking out because right. they've got to go sell a couple houses so they can pay their tax bill. Yeah. Um, so that it, wasn't my story, thankfully. Yeah. But. Well, you're, you're not much of a spender. You, you buy expensive things rarely. True. And when you do, you do it like you're treating yourself, like you buy a $500 pair of shoes and you haven't done that in a long time, but that kind of thing is how you spend yeah. money. You don't spend frivolously and regularly. And, and to be fair, I did that once. Right. You know, but it's a story you've told, so yeah, that's why yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why I it know it. Fun. It's top of mind. It was fun. I I loved it. Um, stupid, <laughs> stupid, stupid. You know, but that was it was you know an ego thing I wanted to do for myself. Sure. Um, and I'm not against people who want to, uh, you know, be extravagant with themselves. That's fine if mm -hmm. you if you're um job or your work allows for that, then that's fine. Yes. I don't have a problem with it. I'm just not that person. Right. Budgeting is, as I said earlier, just simply making a roadmap for your money. Mm -hmm. And the best way to know where to put your money is to know where your money's going presently. Right. So sit down. This is my advice. Sit down, write down all of the transactions you've had, like track them for 30 days mm -hmm. and you'll be amazed at how much money you spend. I think the first time I did this uh, was in my last marriage and I sat down and tracked the money for a month and realized that we were spending $1,200 a month in eating out. $1,200 for a family a of four. Yes, mm -hmm. and that's a lot of eating out, especially then, 15 years ago is when we figured that out. Right. So that was a lot of mm -hmm. money on eating out, and that's after taxes. That 1200 bucks is real money. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's equivalent to today's average rent in a small market community. Yeah. The easiest way to cut your spending, if that's where you're at and that's what you need to do, is to stop eating out and yes. start cooking at home. Yes. And so that you don't throw away the food you cook at home. You know what I mean? You need to learn how to how to cook all your favorite things. And that's partly why this program is also brought to you by Home Coffee. <laughs> You've already paid for it. No need to go somewhere else. Enjoy Home Coffee. It's on the house. Nice. <laughs> 
I like that. That's great. Yeah, I, I, I'm guilty. I love reloading my little Starbucks card, 50 bucks a month, and going and getting myself a, a little tiny Americano with sugar-free vanilla and a splash of cream. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's a vice, though. It's not a necessity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now that our expensive home-grinding espresso machine is on the fritz. It took a shit this morning. I, I, thank you for that. Now that it's on the fritz, I'm having to make French press coffee. Now, I say that like I'm complaining. It's delightful. <laughs> it's it's uh, rich and good and soothing. Yeah. But boy, I wish I could press the Americano button and have it spit out. And, and then bloop, 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 my little sugar-free yeah. vanilla and my little creamer. You poor thing. It's been a day and I miss it. Yeah, I just took it out. I took it out to the trash this morning. Did you throw it away? Yeah. We can't send it back to get it fixed? No. There's no way to do that? No. Good news, we've got the old one somewhere here. No. Did you throw that one away too? It's gone. Oh my heavens. And I'll never buy another expensive coffee machine. Yeah. Stupid. Self-grinding. You tell it what you want and it makes it magic like the Jetsons. I guess that's all the... But you learn as you go along, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. And that one we only had for about a year. So that was $600 that we will never get back. I got news for you. If I was buying an expensive, fancy coffee every day for the last year, (laughs) I wouldn't have hit that number. I wouldn't have. Oh, that's interesting. I think you would have. Do you think so? Yeah. My coffee is $3.98. So three ninety eight. Well, then you for sure would have three dollars and ninety eight cents times three hundred fifty two. Yeah, I guess I would have hit. I would have hit that. I'd have been over a thousand bucks. Way to go! That's good math. I like it. Yeah. But I wouldn't have done it every day because I wouldn't have gone on weekends and other. So it would have really only been, you know, five days a week <laughs> for fifty two. Why you're trying to justify this? Yeah, sad. So I guess it wasn't a bad waste then because. Yeah. We would have paid more going to Starbucks, even though we bought that $600 machine. Yeah. And really, your spending comes down to personal preferences. And again, if you like, you know, really, um, I'll give you this example. So we have a mess of kids. Uh, I've got one daughter who loves to shop thrift stores, Mm -hmm. absolutely loves it. Mm -hmm. I've got one daughter who refuses to shop at thrift stores once everything new, brand new and nice, you know. There's nothing wrong with that. High end. Now I'm going to say that's perfectly fine. Yes. Both of them are have the right to to do what they want to do and, you know, make sure that you have the income to do it. That's, that's right. all. That's all you have to do is that's make exactly sure you've got right. the income to support the lifestyle that you want. Mhm. That's that's exactly what you do. Yeah. You know, when I work with a new salesperson that wants to figure out how much money to make, we reverse engineer it. We figure right. out what they have to make. Yep. Then we figure out what they want to make. And then mm-hmm. we I show them how to achieve that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Super, super easy. Yeah. And if you're paying for something that you don't want to be paying for, you just have to get creative. That's like, right. You know, we bought an RV and we loved it. And we did a couple of cross country trips and, you know, now it just sits. And I thought, man, I'm I'm getting really annoyed making this payment. And it's just sitting there. We're not using it. And uh, and so we started renting it out. airbnb it. Yep. Right and here on the property. It's it's making its own payment now. So The 
Austin, South Louisiana resort, as you like to call it. <laughs> People swim in the pool. They, they enjoy the RV. They love it. I don't get it, but they love it. And they I'm do. Happy. Uh, we, we've got guests right now that uh, booked two nights initially and then um, texted me this morning, asked if they could book another night. And, you know, sure. why not? All weekend, Labor Day weekend, it's done nothing but rain. So there has been absolutely zero outside play for that couple. And well, I feel terrible been, no, about it. No, they've been out. They've been out. Uh, Have they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They've they, cooked they the let me know last night that they really enjoyed the outdoor shower. Yeah, they're loving the Which space. is a cool, cool feature to yeah. the Austin, South Louisiana resort. And, and I guess it's just fun to be in a different space. Even if you do the same thing you do at home, it's nice to be away from your home responsibilities. You know, like me, I can't, I can't sit still at home. Yeah, it's weird. I'm, I'm up buzzing around mm -hmm. because there's always something that needs to be done. There's just two of us living here in the house, but there's laundry done every single day here. <laughs> That's not an exaggeration. That's true. <laughs> uh, not since we started the radio show. I, I, I haven't right. been quite... You're quite right. as uh, on top of it. But I will, I guarantee you every Sunday there's laundry going on. But the radio show is coming along great. We're getting a ton of wonderful response about the radio yeah. show. So if you have not already downloaded your News Talk 98.5 app onto your phone, you need to do that right now. Go into your app store and download News Talk 98.5 and you'll be able to listen to our show in Lafayette, Louisiana, wherever you are. Are. And it is so much fun. We're on the air live from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. each and every Monday through Friday uh, in Central Standard Time. So 6 to 8. So if you're not up at that time, say you're in Kennewick, Washington, you can listen to us on demand on the app, which is really, 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 really cool. We're enjoying it. Having a great time. It It is really fun. Um, I really like that people are... Uh, telling us that it's refreshing mm -hmm. to hear uh, some non-biased news talk. Well, that's the thing, right? News talk has become very polarized across the country, you know, with the whole uh, Fox News nation and Rush Limbaugh taking off in the yeah. 80s. It's become a bastion for conservative ideas. Mm -hmm. There's really no place for a middle of the rotor. If you're listening to public radio, it's very liberal and very different. And if you're listening to regular standard news talk, it's very conservative. Right. And so what we like to do on our program is news the way it used to be. And that's non-political news yeah there are stories dealing with politics those we don't give you opinions on because that wouldn't be appropriate right you know what i mean it's light refreshing headlines weather sports mm -hmm. traffic a mm -hmm. little bit of commentary yep. that yep. that you know is is light and refreshing and, and one of the things that we've said is we want people to be informed and feel good about their life like I, I have no interest in people you know getting all up in arms and angry and right. i don't even like that on my, on my personal social media <laughs> right. i will unfollow uh, unsubscribe mute whatever, <laughs> people who are just um, trying to incite something. I, I don't understand that. Sure. I don't understand when, you know, I love li lively conversation yes. as much as the next person. And if you're sitting with 
people, your friends or family, and and you want to have a discussion about something, I feel like that's very different than you make some random post or tweet or whatever that it's it's only point is to you know air your opinion and and be divisive and start a fight basically sure you know i feel like if you wouldn't say it at a dinner party don't say it on social media well, i think that's if i you, think that's a great lesson for people you know, if you wouldn't say it at a dinner party in polite company i say with the uh quotation fingers polite right, company right. why would you say it in your social media it it doesn't make any sense to me yeah now i don't know if your goal is to get people to react to your post well maybe saying something well, yeah okay. crazy is or divisive is smart if that's your goal right yeah i yeah i yeah. It's it's not my thing. I don't like it, you know. And our philosophy here in the Austin house, and people have heard me say this for years, is kindness. Yeah, the Austins are kind. That's the that's the way this team operates. And Whatever. you know what I'm saying? If you if <laughs> if you're not if you don't fit into that, then it, it's not a good fit for somebody. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So kindness is key, and I can't. I personally can't abide by any other mode of thinking yeah and who I, yeah, knew just, that would make me successful in sales i didn't know that but that's it, it's not a contrivance i'm that way yeah you know what i mean yeah. who knew people liked it kindness treating others the way you would like to be treated mm-hmm. interesting interesting yeah. and then figuring out how others actually want to be treated and treating them that way yep interesting yep it's a it's a winning formula it really is for life it really is a winning formula for life yep mm-hmm. 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 okay what is the question of the week londa what do you have for us today um he he just i i wish he could see this <laughs> he just looked at me very excitedly and pointed like go this is my favorite time of the of the show when you tell me what the question of the week is because we don't talk about it ahead of time so I'm very excited about what the question of the week is. I don't have a question of the week. Yes, you do. We just talked about it before we came on the air, and I can't believe you're acting like it didn't happen. You said, hey, David, what's happening with interest oh, rates? Oh, I did. I did ask you what was happening with the market. Okay. I, I, I don't even know why I have to prompt you. <laughs> okay, Londo, what's the question of the week? What's going on with the markets? It's funny that you asked, Londa. <laughs> Who knew? It's like you're reading my mind. The markets are kind of doing some funky stuff. Here's the deal. Interest rates now are at their highest point in years. The national average interest rate is just north of 6.5% for the first time in years and years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And this is why... I am almost certain when the Fed meets next, they're going to go ahead and raise interest rates again, Fed fund rate, by three quarters of a percent. And here's why I say that. People are like, no, inflation's slowing down and we don't need to do that. It isn't really slowing down if you look at the numbers. Inflation is continuing to rise. It's rising slower than it was, but it's continuing to rise and there needs to be some normalization. Here's the good news. When the Fed raises interest rates, mortgage-backed securities sell 
higher. And that means interest rates go down. So the Fed taking a strong stance against inflation is going to be great for interest rates. Last time they raised interest rates, the day before the market jumped up to six and a quarter. Well, now it's jumped up to just over six and a half. So I fully anticipate they will raise the Fed fund rate again. And we have room to go to come back down into the high fives and low sixes and not stay at this six and a half percent interest rate area. That's what's happening in the market. Okay. And I appreciate you asking. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, what was your first uh, interest rate on your first home that you purchased? My, what year was it? And do you remember the interest rate? My first interest rate on my first home was seven and a half. Okay. And I felt like I won the lottery. Yeah. When they call, uh, no, I'm lying. It was eight and a half. And I okay. felt like I won the lottery when they called me the very next year and said, hey, Mr. Austin, we can lower your interest rate to seven and a half and not add any time to your loan term. Wow. And I thought, well, that's the greatest thing I'd ever heard. I didn't know the market had actually dropped into the sixes. Uh-huh. And that's how they could do that. There was still tons of padding in there for them to make a ton of money. I wasn't in mortgage at that point in my life. So I didn't know really how it worked. Right. right? As most people do not. They just you know, hear stories about, you know, it's more expensive to buy a house now than ever. And then they may hear two weeks later, interest rates have dipped a little bit. And that's really the extent of your average person's knowledge of interest rates. Right. Do you remember what year that was? I would say that was probably the year 2000. Okay. Yeah. 2000. Okay. Maybe, maybe 2001. Okay. What year was Benjamin born? Um, uh, Is he 2003? He's 2002. Okay, so it was 2001 for sure. Yep. We moved into that house and then he came along and there you go. So we had eight and a half and right. it went down to seven and a half. Because he's early in the year of 02 and mm-hmm. David Michael was That's exactly November right. of 02. That's yeah. exactly right. Because yeah. he's 20. Yeah. And David will be 20. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. We got it figured out. Yep. We did it. We figured out that how was, old our kids are. That <laughs> was easy math. There are nine of them. So <laughs> yeah. acting like it's uh, it's it's easy, it should be easy, is an absolute lie. Yeah. I think my first uh, my first in mortgage was 1992, and the interest rate was close to 10, okay. I want to say. Okay. Yeah. So putting it into perspective, interest rates are really, really great. You know, if you look at the 20-year average of interest rates, that's a little over 7%. So we're still right. ahead of the 20-year average, which is good news. Well, and, gosh, honestly, the fact that you can borrow money to buy a house, we, mm-hmm. now, we don't have, you know, it's not like our, it's our human right to own a home. right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So so I think it's great that somebody out there lets me borrow money so that I can have a house to call my own. Sure. 
I mean, it's that's a little bit of a pull back the lens and right. look at the big picture kind right. of thing. Yeah. A uh, little bit of perspective. And I think it's really interesting that there are still programs out there allowing up to 100% financing. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. FHA was started because people didn't have 20% to put down. That's why FHA was formed in the 30s, because people didn't have 20%. And before that, if you didn't have 20%, don't even go into the bank and ask. Well, it was very unusual no. to even borrow money to buy a house. Right. And then, the minimum down time. then was 20%. Yeah. Minimum. So... People still think you have to have 20% to put down, and that's not the case. There are programs available still for people that go all the way up to 100%. Right, you know? right. Uh, USDA guaranteed rural housing, 100%. VA, 100%. You yeah. know what I mean? Your mortgage professional is extremely important. That's exactly right. And, and I'll say this. Not only is your mortgage professional really important, but your realtor is really important too. And here's why. You need to have a team who's got a vested interest in your success mm-hmm. when you're trying to make a major purchase. For sure. So Picking somebody because you like their shirt in an ad is a mistake. Or picking somebody because your cousin (laughs) saw them once on a plane, that's a mistake. Mm -hmm. Pick someone who you will not be sad you run into in the grocery store. Right. That's how you should pick your realtor and your lender because you need a team to work side by side on your behalf. Well, yeah, and honestly, if you've got, you know, a couple of friends or family members mm-hmm. that used the same person and would refer, you know, recommend you use them as well, man, that's that's kind of a home run right yep, there. That's exactly right. You want to use someone that you've had success with. And it could be someone in your circle had success with that person. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and vet... Vet whoever you're working with. Vet your realtor. Vet your lender. For sure. Find out what their strengths are and what their weaknesses are. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of complaints about lenders are they're afraid to have uncomfortable conversations. That's a weakness. If a lender's not picking up the phone when you call, their weakness is communication. So pick someone that fits you. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And these are things I didn't know when I was a consumer. Well, and a lot I had of no idea. I even I'm going to be honest. Even as a realtor, yes. Um, in the first few years of real estate, mm-hmm. I had no idea how important my communication with the my client's lender was. What What I showed you no that? What idea? What changed your mind? Well, about actually, it? the truth is, when you and I got married, uh-huh. and I started listening to conversations you were having. Okay. And, or I guess back it up when you and I started working together. Okay. So that was six months before we got married. Right. <laughs> when, when we started working together and I, I saw how you worked with my clients and the mm-hmm. way you communicated with them and the things you talked about mm-hmm. that, that, you know, other lenders, maybe I hadn't heard those conversations. Okay. Um, and part of it may have been, cause I just, I want to give benefit of the doubt. Part of it may have been, I wasn't sitting in the room, Right. but you often, I would come to your office with some sort of, you know, concern or, or whatever about mm-hmm. a client and mm-hmm. you'd get them on the phone right then. Yeah. Well, let's call them right now. And you'd call and I would hear you talk to them. And so I started learning more and more and more about it. And wow. 
Very important. You have to have open communication with your customers Mm -hmm. so you can make sure their best interests and their wants are covered at all times. And if you don't have open communication, you can't guarantee that. You know what I mean? Yes. And if you are the kind of person that likes to turn in a deal and then disappear until the ending, that's a mistake as well because you need to be able to paint the pain and help uh, properly manage your customers' expectations. That's true of any business. That's exactly right. There you have it, and there it is. This has been the Labor Day edition of the session with Londa and David. Don't forget to go in and download your News Talk 98.5 app on your phone We'd so really you can listen to our it. radio show. Yeah. We'd love to have you over for coffee on the radio. My name's David Austin. She's Londa Sherwood Austin. And this has been The Session with Londa and David.